0: This is Mandy Leon, and you are listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for
1: uh, another wrestling podcast. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will really. be. They think they got the answers.
2: I change the question. The cream of the crop.
0: But does it better These are the best in the world, brother These are the best in what they do When we talk about the legends of the sport There's only two in my book Another wrestling podcast Another wrestling podcast Now can you dig that yeah. sucker Alright
1: <laughs> all, right, all. all alright. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm Steve Credo. And I'm Jonathan Benjamin. And this is episode 118. Uh, The streak continues, Jonathan. Uh, Yet another week, yet another show, yet another guest. Who is joining us this week?
3: Well, I would like to say that I could run out of adjectives to describe this beautiful, talented, and amazing woman, but... Uh, I I don't think I could. So it is none other than the amazing Mandy Leon that is going to be joining us today. Uh, Can't wait to talk to her about all the things she's got going on and Ring of Honor, Northeast Wrestling, a little bit of everything.
1: A lot happened this week, too. A lot to get into. Uh, We do a special, unique topic each week, but we also have to talk about the week that was... uh, Jonathan, this was the week that changed... A new era? I mean, I, I guess they've been talking about a new era for the past few weeks. A new era, a new era, a new era. Now we have kind of officially a new era with Raw and SmackDown having their own shows, their own rosters. I mean, uh, having their own rosters. Jonathan, uh, what did you think? Raw versus SmackDown? Three hours versus two hours? Uh, tell me about it. What'd you love? What'd you hate? What'd you think?
3: Well, Raw was pretty much straightforward, I think for the the entirety of the show. There were three or four maybe highlights of it. Um I really enjoyed it and I think that they started out with a bang. It was uh good because then it was everybody was saying, "Okay, now Raw happened and it was good, so SmackDown has to follow that." So SmackDown came and went, and I like SmackDown a lot. Uh, I probably like the roster on SmackDown more than I like the roster on Raw right now. But um, some big things happened. We'll get into that here in a minute. But as of right now, um, I'm liking that they're trying to kind of create competition between the two because ultimately, we've talked about this before, uh, competition helps the business. And uh, even if you have to create the competition amongst yourself – it's still competition, and it was it was a it was a good show. Both shows really produced, and uh, I hope that they keep this trend going for a while. What what was your um, thoughts? Did you feel that one was better than the other, or do you did you dislike them both?
1: Yeah, John. You know, uh, Raw was pretty much better than Battleground. Um, I, I don't think we even need to talk about Battleground because I think Raw. And SmackDown pretty much just overshadowed the pay-per-view itself. Um, nothing crazy happened in that pay-per-view to even talk about. Raw, you know, the debut of Finn Balor uh, wins not one match but two matches, and uh, we'll talk about a little bit something else that he's in line for. But you know, uh, you know, a lot of surprises on it from the women's championship to uh, Balor pinning Roman uh, Reigns clean. Uh, a lot of the the changing of the tie, the changing of the guard. Um, you know, just when you think we're we're not gonna see anything new and crazy, we got something new and crazy and something to entice the fans a little bit. So, um, I liked it. I loved Raw. Uh, you know, three hours went by pretty fast. Uh, and SmackDown, I think, you know, it has its own still a different little unique aspect. Uh, a little bit different. You know, okay, the announcers aren't at the top; they're at the bottom this time, and there's no ramp now, I guess. Um, so that's it's gonna be interesting. But I mean. I like it. I like it that the roster is split. Uh, I've been saying it for so long now to friends and, you know, other people online to where, you know, the roster today is just like there's an overabundance of talent to where, you know, only a handful of guys can get the spotlight to where you have a lot of other good guys that just will never see the light of day because of the time. And, you know, just the the weekly things you have to do to get certain people, you know, in the spotlight and the championship uh, rain and all that stuff so uh, regardless at the end of the day raw and smackdown i liked it i can't wait for more i can't wait to see what else they do we just got a touch of it this week so it's going to be interesting um and speaking of interesting jonathan i i I almost mentioned it before but i'll I'll use this as my segue the universal championship jonathan uh explain to me what the universal championship is
2: um i wish i could but (laughs) i i don't think i can so Basically, since the WWE Championship is on SmackDown currently, Raw, to not be outdone, said, you know what, we're going to create the most confusing title out there. So uh, you're, you could be the world champion, or you could be the United States champion, or the Intercontinental champion, or you can just be the champion of the universe, which just sounds ridiculous. So I'm not a fan of the the title, the universal champion but uh i think that they definitely needed a with with the star power that they have on raw they definitely needed a main event championship i just don't think that universal is the way to go so uh we saw that it's going to be none other than finn balor versus seth rollins at summerslam for the very first universal championship i am waiting to see what this belt looks like if it's going to look a lot like What the one on SmackDown looks like, or if they're gonna redo it. There's been supposedly leaked, uh, you know, concept photos. One kind of looks like the old Winged Eagle. Uh, The other one looks like the the one they have on SmackDown. But uh, so far, I'm not impressed with the the name or what they've uh, shown us so far. But what do you think? I I just – I don't know, man. I just – I'm not a huge fan of the idea of a champion of the
1: universe. <laughs> well, it's not universe. It's universal. So I'm trying it, – it's still growing on me. Um, when I first heard it, I was like, universal? It's like – I mean, I think they should have stuck with, like, an older name to where they could have just had the Undisputed or just just plain old world champion, whether you have to redesign the belt or not. Uh, I get that they want to just stray away from that title, and I, I'm sure Vince wants to be in control of his own new title. Uh, and, you know, it's like so... Basically, are you saying you're the, you're basically a, a glorified TV champ then? I mean, because he said it's for them out there. It's for the WWE Universe. Uh, but then it's not really Universe. Cha- it's Universal Championship. So I it, it, it's confusing. I mean, what a time Cody Rhodes could have been here. He could have been the Cosmic Universal Champion. Uh, that would have been crazy. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's still, I mean, I think it'll grow on me maybe. I have to see it, though. I got to see it, but... I don't know. It's one of those things to where it's it's still like that. We don't even know what it looks like for for real yet. So it's I have no idea. Um, but when you compare it, so I'm the WWE Universal Champion and I'm the WWE Heavyweight Champion. You know what what line of like importance? I mean, I'm sure. I granted, I know the WWE Championship is always going to be number one, but. Is this technically on the same level as it? Is it a step below it? Is it a below the Intercontinental Championship? You know, it, I know they have. I, I know that they said that this is they needed their their heavyweight title on there or whatever. But still, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. Somebody must have said Universal and they really loved it, <laughs> and yeah, so they're sticking with it. But I, I guess I don't know. Uh, time's gonna have to pass to, till we see it to see what they do with it, um, and just see what happens. But I mean just by... I don't know. I uh, it's The name, it's like, I love it, but I hate it, but I, I, I think it'll grow on me, but at the same time, I'm like, where does it stand? You know what I mean? To where... I'm still not even sure where the Intercontinental Championship stands because it's like, are you just the, you know, the champion of not the water or whatever or the intercontinent I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of confusing, but I guess we had more... I wish we had more clarity, I guess, at the end of the day to where this is exactly what this champion is. Uh... You know, so we have the WWE champion now, the WWE Universal Champion. Uh, I don't know. I guess we're just time is going to have to wait and settle on that to, to see what happens. But right now, I don't know. Uh, but if you, at the end of the day, we are going to have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins to see who's going to be the first Universal Champion. Uh, who do you think is going to win that? Real quick, a, a quick preview for SummerSlam, if you will. Quick prediction.
2: I am going um, not out on a limb but I'm just gonna say that they want to keep this momentum going right now they want people to keep guessing and and all that stuff so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the first universal champion is gonna be Finn Balor and I hope that is the case but I'm happy with either
1: one of these guys no yeah I, I'm I would say the same thing only because I think Seth Rollins uh, resume of championships is pretty much you know, crazy right now he does not need another one i don't think he even needs to be the first one uh it's just he's had too many in such a little bit of time that he just needs to span it out a little bit now so i think giving it to finn balor will definitely help elevate him more uh and you know keep that momentum going so yeah we're on the same page with that jonathan so finn balor could be the first universal champion but uh what do you think about happened on smackdown now on smackdown they had uh, a number one contenders match and Dolph Ziggler is now the number one contender for the WWE heavyweight championship. Uh, Is it, is it Dolph's time again, Jonathan, or what's going to happen with this?
2: You know, I think that this is the best thing that they can do. And I don't want to say that they're pandering to the audience because I really like what's happening, but I think that right out of the gate, you're seeing Finn Balor and you're seeing Dolph Ziggler in the championship picture, which, you know, a couple of years ago, this wasn't the case. And I I like the direction that WWE is going, and I think a lot of fans out there are, but it almost seems like it's too good to be true, you know what I mean? It seems like they're giving us exactly what we want, just so maybe later they can take it out from under us. Uh, I hate to think that way, and I really don't think that that's entirely going to be the case, but... I I think Ziggler is due for another run as champion, and hopefully, that he gets it. And if I would have talked to you six months ago and said, hey, guess what's going to happen at SummerSlam? We're going to have Orton versus Lesnar. We're going to have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. And we're going to have, you know, Dolph Ziggler versus Ambrose for a title, like you would have laughed at me. So uh, I think they're headed in the right direction. I, and I hope that Dolph gets you know his his credit because the guy goes out there and you know he says it and it's totally believable. He's the hardest working guy out there. He dares somebody to prove him wrong, and I have yet to see somebody who can work better than than Dolph Ziggler. That's right.
1: And you know, at the end of the day, I feel like you know the championship has to go for people. You know, who, who've who paid their dues, who've earned it. Dolph Ziggler has more than earned it. You know, from putting over all these guys, uh, just putting on incredible matches day after day, week after week. You know, out of anybody, I think he deserves it more than Dean Ambrose right now. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, Dean's great, but I feel like his character is not a character that really needs a championship. You know what I mean? To where... I don't think he never did. I don't think he really did anything for the United States Championship. He never really did anything for the IC belt, uh, and now the world title. It's like, but you know, he's the unstable one. He doesn't really need a championship. He should just go out there, kick some ass, and call it a day. I mean, him having a belt around him doesn't do anything. I feel it doesn't do anything for for the championship. Or to advance any other champion, so I really, really hope they give Dolph Ziggler this championship just to to spread it, uh, to spread the wealth, if you will. Because I think for the past few years, uh, it's been Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose right now. I feel like we're in this Shield Triangle Love Fest of the championship, and I I feel like there's other guys that they could be putting this on and elevating. And now with this brand split, going back full circle. This brand split, I feel, is going to help out guys like Dolph Ziggler, hopefully Cesaro on Raw, Kevin Owens, all these guys to where maybe they might not have been able to or been given a championship uh, match. But now, since the split roster, they will probably elevated even more and closer to being uh, a world champion. So we'll see how that happens. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, I really hope they give it to Dolph Ziggler and, you uh, just for, just for everything he's done. So I would really like to see Adolf Ziggler reign because, you know, he had a very short one. So uh, he cashed it in, had a very short reign, and then uh, had a forfeit, right? I believe he, got, he was injured for a concussion and then had to give it up. So um, I think the man deserves it, uh, especially for how long he's been in there. He, like I said, he paid his dues. He deserves to be a champion. So we'll see what happens and see if they can get the belts away from the shield if you will for a little bit so uh uh but you know there's a lot of other things that have been happening uh we had a women's championship match on raw the new women's champion is Sasha Banks Jonathan I thought this was going to happen at SummerSlam I thought they would have waited but they pulled the trigger and put it on raw and Man, that was the main event. That match was solid. That was, you know, I don't think anybody could have followed that. Even with Finn Balor uh, wrestling twice on Raw, I think that women's match was probably the main event of the night.
2: Yeah, the the boss came out and uh did what she does best. A lot of people are behind her right now and, you know, I think that it was time. Charlotte was good and, you know, I appreciate her contributions. I'm not the biggest fan of you know just her character in general, but Sasha's really gotten people to to talk about professional wrestling and and women's wrestling in general, and uh, I'm proud of her and I think that she's going to be a great champion. I think she's one of those people that you know came from the very bottom. She worked her way up on the independents. She got noticed. You know she did everything right, and it's always good whenever something like this happens. It's like one of those fairy tale stories where. You know, you you come from nothing, and then you end up being the, the the princess or whatever. So I'm I'm very proud of what she's accomplished and what she still has left to accomplish. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. I would imagine that they'll have the rematch at SummerSlam, or maybe even try to make it like a, a triple threat or something. So uh,
1: congratulations to Sasha for sure. Now, uh, you know, going back to this brand split, Jonathan. You know, since SmackDown has the world. Heavyweight championship. Raw created the Universal uh, Heavyweight Championship. I don't know what they're going to really officially call it. But uh, now the women's champion is on Raw. There's a lot of women over on SmackDown. Do you think they're going to create a women's championship for SmackDown? Or dare I say bring back the Divas championship? I don't know. Please, I hope that doesn't happen. Bite my tongue on that one. But do you think we'll have two... Women's champions, then too, or what?
2: Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen um, right away. If they decide to do it, it's probably going to take a while, but it just doesn't make sense right now. Then you've got like so many different belts and titles and championships that it just doesn't make sense. So I am hoping that, you know, the women just, it, it, it ends up being the women's champion will be able to go from show to show. Uh, because that's the only way that it really makes sense to me, but, you know, anything can happen really in the, in the WWE. So let's see what happens. But for right now, I don't want there to be two, two championships.
1: Sure. And, you know, with that whole split though, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because, you know. Right now, if my calculations are correct, (laughs) uh, Raw will have the Universal Championship, the Women's Championship, has the Tag Team Championship, and the United States Championship, and could possibly in the near future have the Cruiserweight Championship, all on Raw. Now on SmackDown, we have the WWE Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship, and that's it. So I'm I'm kind of curious what they're going to do if they're going to split the 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 championships like they did years ago with the brand split to where each show has their own champions uh because I think even uh Shane McMahon even said it they're splitting the pay-per-views uh so SmackDown's going to have their pay-per-views and Raw's going to have their pay-per-views so maybe they didn't want to let uh the cats out of the bag all at once to where maybe they'll save uh save that for their own pay-per-views to where they'll have a match for their own championship, but I don't know. I, th- I think, they're, I think it's going to lead down the road of splitting the belts. Uh, and each show has their own champion. So it'll be interesting, I guess, needless to say, I think they're going to focus on this universal championship for now. Uh, but one last thing in this week, Jonathan, because it was one of the biggest weeks that was, uh, we're having some returns. They showed a vignette for Shelton Benjamin, who is coming soon. He's not just returning, he's coming soon. And Rhino is on SmackDown. Um, what do you think about that, Jonathan? Do you think we're going to see more guys? Uh, and if we do, is their only purpose to be on television again to put over the younger wrestlers, the younger generation? Because I don't really see Rhino coming in and having a run at the championship or, you know, Shelton Benjamin. I don't know, doing doing whatever. I, I feel like these guys are not not necessarily past their prime, but I don't know. They they brag about it. it's a new era, a new era, but now you're bringing back all these old guys. And what, what purpose are they going to serve?
2: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that I'm excited to see because these guys, uh, you know, rhino has got to be in his early 40s. Um, a lot of those ECW guys are and you know there's these aren't the only people that are possibly coming back there's a long list of people that are rumored uh we've got Carlito Kurt Hawkins MVP Molina the list goes on and on and on i think that they have to be used in the right way no one wants these people to come back these former heroes of ours to come back just to lose so i think that what they did with Rhino down in NXT was great he you know won some matches he helped people get over And all in all, he helped the world of professional wrestling. So as long as those sorts of things happen, I'm totally for this. It'll be great nostalgia to see some of these people come back. I heard even Jinder Mahal is coming back. So uh, possibly a two-man band uh, reunite. But uh, if we could only get Drew McIntyre back, then we would have the the original three-man band. But, yeah, I I want this to happen, and I'm excited because, you know, these people are coming home to me. A lot of these people have been out on the indies and they've done very well for themselves, but now they can come back to the WWE where they're back on a global stage and everybody will be able to see them and it'll help wrestling once again. So I can't wait for it. I hope that they just keep finding new people to bring back. Well, we talked a lot today about everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling, but without further ado, she's here with us right now. The one, the only Mandy Leon,
0: queen of honor.
1: Joining us right now is one of the fastest rising women's wrestlers today. She wrestles all over and is a mainstay in Ring of Honor. Keep an eye out on her because her stock is rising. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the exotic goddess, Mandy Leon. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing?
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah,
3: I, I want to get right into this. I know you're very busy, and uh, I just want to kind of get into the beginning a little bit so for anybody that's listening out there that may not know about you or your story um how how did you decide that you wanted to get into professional wrestling was there was there one moment was there something that you saw on tv like how did you decide this is what I got to do
0: um you know it's a funny story um when I was younger my mom and my family watched wrestling a lot. My mom was a huge fan of, you know, like Hulk Hogan, The Rock, who she still is obsessed with. Um, so I watched a lot of wrestling with them, but um, it didn't really fully click. Like, I was a fan, but I wasn't, like, you know, fully invested until I started seeing the women's wrestlers. Um, for me, it was China and Lita and Trish Stratus. And even the early stages of China, just her presence alone and to see her evolution on who she became and just everything about her stuck out to me. And then Lita and Trish and all these feuds that were happening. And I was just staring at these women's being, you know, they were so powerful in the ring. And it was inspiring for me as a little girl. And it was something that I knew I wanted to do to where I would literally spend hours watching wrestling, spending hours (laughs) playing, you know, wwe games and making my own characters and just being a total nerd but um and i decided you know that's something that i wanted to do and uh you know as growing up people kind of try to persuade you and and kind of lean you away to doing other things with your life but i just felt like it was something i was meant to do so i saved up all of the money that i could um people assume that i started out modeling and acting and transitioned into wrestling that was never the case wrestling was always my number one dream um, I did all of the extra stuff, extra stuff in the industry to raise that money for my training at ring of honor, which I was lucky enough to get into, but that's kind of how I was inspired, you know, and just followed my dreams from there and focused on it.
1: Now, what was your childhood like? Were you into athletics at an early age?
0: Uh, I was pretty athletic, uh, growing up in like high school and everything. I played volleyball. Um, I was on the swim team. I loved basketball. Um, I even did. Uh, my sister coached um, mat wrestling in high school as well, so I would go to some of her training sessions and learn some mat stuff with her. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you can say I was pretty athletic.
3: <laughs> okay, awesome. Now, uh, you're. If I'm correct, you are from the the East Coast.
0: I am. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, I spent. Most of my life I've spent growing up in um, Pennsylvania. Most of my family from New York came out here. So I'm currently based out of Pennsylvania.
3: Okay, so there's obviously a lot of professional wrestling around in the in the United States, but more specifically here in the Northeast. So uh, as a child, you said you watched a lot of it. Did you actually get to go to any of the shows when you were growing up?
0: Oh, no. Unfortunately, I didn't when I was younger. I think my first live wrestling show oh god it was in Hershey Pennsylvania I didn't get to do any of the New York shows which is a complete bummer but yeah and that that was oh god maybe 10 years ago I want to say maybe 10 years ago so yeah unfortunately I didn't get to see it as a kid live but I was glued to my tv
1: <laughs> how did you go about finding a school to get trained
0: for me um I didn't ever want to take the easy way out of anything. Uh, it was, like I said, this has been a goal of mine and a dream since I was a little girl. So I didn't know much about independent wrestling. Um, so for me, it was just doing my research and in do- doing my research. I found luckily ring of honor was only an hour drive from me. And that's the first thing I always tell people when you want to get started, is you have to find a school with a good name to them and a good reputation and that's really going to help you. Unfortunately, there's a lot of schools out there that just kind of say, hey, we're going to toss you in here for six months of training and you're going to go out there and make your debut and do what you got to do. Again, luckily for me, I met with Ring of Honor. Um, The head trainer there is Delirious and I didn't make my debut until about a, a little bit over a year of training. I wanted to make sure I was TV ready and that my first match was going to be excellent. And that's how Ring of Honor is in general. They won't let any of their students debut until they know that they're excellent and that they're going to be good. Um, so you get I always say that anybody who ever asked me for advice, I say you have to do your research. You have to just not jump into anything and take the time to really find a school in your area that has a good reputation and a good trainers that are really gonna help you furthering your career and get you far. Um and like I said in the beginning, I, I never wanted to take the easy way out. You know, of course WWE's goal and my big dream, but I didn't want to just jump into it. I wanted to have the training and I wanted to make a name for myself and become someone to make an impact on the indie scene. So that's what I did. <laughs>
3: well that's uh that's amazing now whenever you were training um, obviously there's more than just like one thing that you have to learn there's you know the actually wrestling aspect of it, and you know like you said being ring ready and and working on i'm sure facials and and trying to come up with a character and all that stuff uh, what spe- do you do you remember like specifically what you felt? things that came easy to you as far as training goes and then maybe something that was the most difficult thing for you to learn?
0: Um, oh gosh, that's a good question. I, I've been told that naturally um, everything as far as the athleticism and the move sets and all of that goes, I was just naturally very good at and I picked up right away immediately um i think the one thing i had to work on i'm still working on you never stop learning is just i would say facials and selling and you know promos things like that was more of the things that i spent time on um and they always say like if you grew up a fighter you just have those fighter instincts but i never grew up a fighter so for me that's a learning experience is learning how to react in certain situations and you know playing that role. It's like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is known for like being the selling king. Right. So I, I'm still learning that to this day. It's, it's a process. You never stop learning. But that was, yeah, I, I was naturally great at the athleticism and the movesets, but promo wise and everything else, I'm still working on that to this day.
1: Now, who do you base your character off of?
0: Women, women wise, for sure. Um, it's definitely the presence and the attitude and the, the overall aura that China had. Um, Everything from my gear and, you know, it's it's all inspired by her because she's what really originally caught my eye. Um, so I, I try to portray her. Obviously, I'm not the big, tough bodybuilder type, but I kind of pull pieces from China, Alita, and Trish. And I always say that because those are, those are the three girls that have impacted me the most. So that's where I am right now. I'm trying to bring a little bit of that attitude back. And the way women's wrestling is going right now, I think – I think you'll be seeing a lot more of it, especially in uh, Women of Honor, as Women of Honor starts building more characters and more storylines out, you'll definitely see some changes in me. <laughs>
3: well, that's something I wanted to definitely bring up now. Uh, obviously, women's wrestling over, I would say, I mean, this has been a slow build, but uh, obviously over the past two to three years, women's wrestling has really kind of uh, had went through a boom period once again and uh, a lot of people are more interested in it than they've ever been before. Uh, What do you think has really started this boom, and what do you think still can be done to help promote the growth of women's wrestling?
0: Honestly, I think right now, um, like you said, it's at a complete high, and people are so invested in it, and it's it's complete evolution. Um, For me and I'm speaking in terms of the women of our locker room since it's starting now and I'm helping out a lot with it. The first thing I tell women in this company specifically is, you know, we're family here. We're not, we're not the girls who attack each other. We're not the girls who step on each other to get further ahead in the business. You know, we work together. It takes two to tango and that's what we do. Um, it's a very positive locker room and outside or any other locker room. I'm the same way. I always tell girls, you know, this isn't, we're competitive in that ring, but we need to work together. There's no reason to, you know, try to hurt someone, (laughs) you know, hurt someone's reputation or anything like that. And I think the more and more women empowerment that there is, and the more and more women work together, we're going to continue, which is what we have been seeing and why it is working out so well is everyone is working together for the same goal. And the more that we empower each other, the more, and more this is going to build and just be a huge thing. And again, stemming from Women of Honor, that's kind of why this is taking off and being so phenomenal. I had no idea that yesterday was our one-year mark that um, the match that Deanna and I had that kind of revamped the Women of Honor division and started it. And we, that wasn't even our intentions. Of course, that was our goal to kind of bring it back. But we never knew that overnight, one match on YouTube that was just supposed to be an internet-exclusive match would blow up and have so many views which led into us trying it out and having two or three more matches and those matches almost had a million views you know i'm talking like if you go on our youtube page the top 20 matches in youtube history that we have on ring of honor right now about three or four of them are women of honor matches and that's over cm punk matches mojo matches brian danielson matches so it's it's really blowing up I know I'm kind of scattering out, but, you know, to answer your question, it kind of is that. You just need to have that women empowerment and work together. And I think the more and more the women in the industry learn that and do that, the more and more it's going to take off. You know, it really is. What
1: do you believe sets you apart from all the other women's wrestlers out there
0: right now? You know, I I think the one thing that's always separated me from everyone else, and I've kind of always been... I've always been seen as the girl who comes in, does her job, gives her best, and leaves. I've never fed into the drama. I've never fed into rumors. I've never fed into fights. That's just never been me. I've always been a very positive person. Um, And that's what ultimately has brought me opportunities and has separated me from everyone else. I'm known as that person. I'm known as the girl who needs to be respected. I'm known as the girl who walks in, you know, you shake her hand she's here for business. This is something that <laughs> means the world to me. So it's kind of like none of the negative energy is brought to me. Um, aside from that, I feel like I do have um, character wise. I have my own look. I have a look that's not really out there. I have um, a name that's never been used in the business. I mean, besides now Mandy Rose has it and tough up, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's different things that separate you. It's, it's I'm a very spiritual person. So for me, it's just my overall aura character wise on camera. You can look at me and you see that I'm this exotic, mysterious person who you don't really know what they're going to do yet next. But at times I'm also this, you know, goofy little innocent person. And um, I think that shows a lot. It's going to start showing a lot more, the more and more you see me, especially in women of honor. Um, But again, you know, I'm that person, but when I get in the ring and the bell rings, I'm completely athletic, and I'm going to fight you, and I'm going to win the match. So, when it gets down to it, I think that's kind of what separates me the most. I'm, I'm very driven, and I'm very—I have—I have my mind right. I'll keep it at that. I have my mind right. Awesome.
3: Well, we've <laughs> yeah. been—we've been fortunate enough to, um, at being based out of the Northeast, to see you uh, on several occasions wrestle, um, whether it be for Northeast Wrestling or even Ring of Honor. Um, where has wrestling taken you so far in in the scheme of the the United States and the world? And where are some places that you hope to eventually get to wrestle?
0: Uh, right now, I haven't been doing this very long. Um, I've only been doing this with training included for going on five years. I made my debut in 2014. Uh, 2014 excuse me. <laughs> um, so in the midst of that time, you know, I really have gone a ton of opportunities, which I'm so blessed for. Um, right now I'm mainly working as Maryland, um, gosh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. I'm kind of just up and down there every other weekend. Uh, luckily for me <laughs> with women of honor now and ring of honor, that's where I've gotten my opportunities the most to travel around the United States. I've been to California, Texas, uh, Vegas, Tennessee, and, and Florida, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to be able to have those opportunities and to meet new fans and make new fans and meet current fans. Um, my goal right now is to really, I really want to wrestle in Japan. I do. Like I really, really want to go to Japan. Um, I've been in discussion with a few of the promoters out there who want to bring me in. It's just a matter of timing. And I do see myself going out there very soon within the next few months. Um, also ring of honor has a UK tour coming up in November, which, a uh, little secret, secret, secret here. I think some of the women of honor will be traveling to that. So maybe you'll see me in the UK. I don't know.
1: <laughs> what do you believe sets you apart from all the other women's wrestlers out there right now?
0: You know, I I think the one thing that's always separated me from everyone else, and I've kind of always been, I've always been seen as the girl who comes in, does her job, gives her best, and leaves. I've never fed into the drama. I've never fed into rumors. I've never fed into fights. That's just never been me. I've always been a very positive person. Um, and that's what ultimately has brought me opportunities and has separated me from everyone else. I'm known as that person. I'm known as the girl who needs to be respected. I'm known as the girl who walks in, you know, you shake her hand. She's here for business. This is something that <laughs> means the world to me. So it's kind of like none of the negative energy is brought to me. Um, aside from that, I feel like I do have, um, Character-wise, I have my own look. I have a look that's not really out there. I have um, a name that's never been used in the business. I mean, besides now, Mandy Rose has it and stuff, enough, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 just it's different things that separate you. It's, it's I'm a very spiritual person, so for me, it's just my overall aura. Character-wise, on camera, you can look at me and you see that I'm this exotic, mysterious person who you don't really know what they're going to do yet next. But at times I'm also this, you know, goofy little innocent person. And um, I think that shows a lot. It's going to start showing a lot more, the more and more you see me, especially in women of honor. Um, But again, you know, I'm I'm that person. But when I get in the ring and the bell rings, I'm completely athletic and I'm going to fight you and I'm going to win the match. So when it gets down to it, I think that's kind of what separates me the most. I'm, I'm very driven and I'm very, I have, I have my mind, right. I'll keep it at that. I have my mind right.
3: <laughs> um, well, we've been yeah. we've been fortunate enough to, um, being based out of the Northeast, to see you uh, on several occasions wrestle, um, whether it be for Northeast Wrestling or even Ring of Honor. Um, where has wrestling taken you so far in in the scheme of the the United States and the world? And where are some places that you hope to eventually get to wrestle?
0: Uh, right now. I haven't been doing this very long. Um, I've only been doing this with training included for going on five years. I made my debut in 2014, uh, 2014, excuse me. Um, so in the midst of that time, you know, I really have gotten a ton of opportunities, which I'm so blessed for. Um, right now I'm mainly working as Maryland, um, gosh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. I'm kind of just up and down there every other weekend, uh, luckily for me with women of honor now and ring of honor, that's where I've gotten my opportunities the most to travel around the United States. I've been to California, Texas, uh, Vegas, Tennessee, and, and Florida, you know, it, it's, it's, it's awesome to be able to have those opportunities and to meet new fans and make new fans and meet current fans, um, My goal right now is to really, I really want to wrestle in Japan. I do. Like, I really, really want to go to Japan. Um, I've been in discussion with a few of the promoters out there who want to bring me in. It's just a matter of timing. And I do see myself going out there very soon within the next few months. Um, Also, Ring of Honor has a UK tour coming up in November, which a little secret, secret, secret here. I think some of the women of honor will be traveling to that. So maybe you'll see me in the UK. I don't know. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's awesome now um you mentioned the independence wrest- or independent wrestling earlier and um how important it was to you what does a company like northeast wrestling mean to you when you know a lot of the the people they bring in are former legends or you know big names and then you guys get kind of thrown into the mix and like what does a company like that mean to you over the years being able to wrestle for them
0: Northeast Western wrestling is awesome. I always say they are a second home to me because it's it's beautiful to me because the promoter, Mike Lombardi, he has women's wrestling going in there every now and then. But it's kind of like Women of Honor. You know, they never really had um, a lot of independent women in and out of there a lot like they do with their guys. So right now you're seeing a lot more of that in that company. You're seeing a lot more women's matches coming in along with former TNA and WWE talent too. There's independent girls who are wrestling there now. So that's really cool. Um, as far as opportunities go with them, it's been tremendous. I never thought, you know, two years later in the business that I'd be the only female on a flyer with Mick Foley, Jerry, the King Lawler, you know, Ricky steamboat, all these guys that I, I would have never imagined it. So And I actually had, oh, God, where were we? I don't remember. I think it was in New York. Um, And I was the only female on the flyer with all of the WWE legends and TNA legends. And I'm just an independent wrestler right now, you know. Like, who am I to be on the flyer with these guys? And Mick Foley sat down and talked to me and just kind of, you know, told me how proud he is of me. And he gave me good conversation. And, you know, it, it, it... They've given me so many opportunities, like even um, the show coming up this weekend and throughout August, you know, Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes, who would have thought you'd be on that same card? You know what I mean? Especially as a woman. So it's, they've given me a lot of beautiful opportunities and I'm very thankful for them.
1: Lightning Round. Do you currently have a favorite match that you've competed in?
0: Um, God, I think my most recent match that's a favorite of mine, it would have to be wrestling Gail Kim, which I did about a month and a half ago or two months maybe. Um, That was an amazing experience. She's such a beautiful woman, super humble, and that was, yeah, that was a great match for me. Um, Outside of that, um, independent wrestling-wise, I would say my recent match that I had gosh it was just aired on tv it was mandy leon versus hanaya the huntress on the first woman of honor tv episode that has to be one of my favorite matches that i've had to this day um yeah for sure <laughs>
3: all right uh, favorite woman's wrestler out there right now
0: oh gosh currently uh, i'm gonna have to give props to i'm gonna say sasha banks yeah i'm gonna say sasha banks
1: last movie you saw in a theater
0: last movie that i saw oh that's a good question i hardly go to the movies um oh man i don't remember i'm not gonna lie i think it was sisters the sisters movie yeah that's pretty boring
3: All right. Uh, if you could, if all the stars aligned, uh, and you could have your very own dream match, uh, who would you want to wrestle?
0: I could have my very own dream match. Who could I wrestle? Is this um, living past or current
3: wrestler? Living, uh, passed away. Any any wrestler hmm. ever.
0: I would say Trish Stratus. Okay.
1: The most embarrassing song on your iPod right now.
0: <laughs> this is a song that gets me in a good mood no matter what. It's a Belldubose Poison. That yes. is an amazing song. It. That's yeah, that's embarrassing. But yeah, that's that's my most embarrassing song that I gladly blast every day. I do, not gonna lie.
3: <laughs> we talked about it a little bit, but this Saturday you will be. Wrestling for Northeast Wrestling, you're going to be at the Rumble in Rockland Saturday, July yeah. 30th at 7 p.m. You are going. You are actually teaming with Cam, and you're going against Diana Parazzo and Damian Adams with Velvet Sky as a guest referee. What do you have yeah. to say to your opponents come this Saturday?
0: Oh, you know what? We've worked together, I think, one or two times, already in the past, and Cam's a phenomenal tag team partner, and we've won our last matches. We've never lost. We are on a streak. So, love you, Deanna and Damien, but, you know, they're going to lose again. Sorry.
3: Is there anything (laughs) that may happen with Velvet? Do you think that she's planning on getting involved somehow, or do you think she'll call it right down the middle?
0: Well, you know, Velvet and I did tag team uh, a few months ago against Deanna and Jessica Havoc. So, Velvet does have some heat with Deanna, so I'm hoping she'll be in my corner if anything goes down. I think if there's going to be any involvement, I'm hoping she'll have my back.
3: Well, this is going to be a can't-miss show. Uh, It's at the Palisades Credit Union Park in Pomona, New York. And you can check out all the information on northeastwrestling.com. And be sure to get there. Uh, there will be a meet and greet before, and you can meet all the stars, including Mandy. Um It will be amazing. And other than that, do you have any other events coming up soon that you want to talk about?
0: I do. Besides this weekend, August 13th, I will be with N.E.W. in Bethany, Connecticut. August 26th, I will be in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, um, which is featuring myself. Uh, Michael Bennett, Mick Foley, Jerry the King Lawler, Jushin Thunder Liger, Matt and Jeff Hardy, and Cody Rhodes. And then the following night, um, I'm trying to see here. Oh, yes, August 27th in Wappingers Falls, New York. It's the big, big Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes match. So I'll be there as well. I'm really excited for that.
1: <laughs> Social media has taken over the world. Where can fans keep up with you today?
0: I do have an official Pro Wrestling Tees store. It's just Pro Wrestling these excuse me, pro wrestling teas dot com slash Mandy Leon. Um I'm on Twitter at Mandy Leon XO. I'm on Instagram at Mandy Leon. And I'm on Facebook at Mandy Leon XO as well. So thanks for following me and I appreciate everybody's support. This was fun.
3: Awesome. Well we have one this is the most important question. Um oh ooh, when ooh, okay. when you are you know we've got this big meet and greet coming up and you've got a lot of shows uh, what is the one thing that fans can bring you? Um, we talked to Matt Seidel; he likes fresh fruit. Um, what What are things that fans? Of can course bring he to does. <laughs> yeah. What are some things that if fans want to get on your good side, that they can they can bring to you?
0: All right. Well, I'm not going to be a health freak with mine, like Matt. I'm going to be a little goofy with mine. I will say nerdy mandy will accept swedish fish or anything britney spears related how about that
3: that is amazing (laughs) and we'll see what we can dig up for you
0: yes there you go
3: (laughs) well we want to thank you the very well-spoken and amazing mandy leon uh we can't wait to see you this weekend and uh in all the future shows that you have coming up we wish you nothing but the best and just uh can't wait to see what else you have in store
0: Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. And if you find me this weekend, I'm probably be running around like a mad woman. But we'll get an interview in. And this time, I believe the last time we talked, Matt Taven was stalking me. He, he so, did. He
3: hijacked the interview. He really did.
0: Yeah, he definitely stalked me a whole ton. So we'll get our payback. Awesome.
3: Awesome.
1: <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by... Have you ever dreamed of being a professional wrestler? Then the Platinum Fitness Professional Wrestling School is the school you want located in Danbury, Connecticut, and led by Randy Sean Lockwood, a pro wrestler with over 15 years' experience. Randy brings his passion for wrestling, as well as his vast knowledge to the school, with many guest trainers to enhance your knowledge, skill, and performance. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality inside the squared circle, then the Platinum Fitness Professional Wrestling School is your best choice. Call 203-628-7757 or visit PlatinumFitnessCT.com for more information this is your Olympic hero Kurt Angle and you're listening to another wrestling podcast in association with celeb VM Order a personal video message from me and many other wrestlers and celebrities now oh it's true it's damn true that's right head on over to celebvm.com/ awP get a personal video message for yourself or as a gift for someone else? for personal connections, shout outs, birthdays, proposals, weddings, and much more. Enter your details about yourself so the celebrity can record a personal video message, especially for you, including details such as your name, age, birthday, hobbies, or whatever else you include. As soon as the video has been recorded, you'll get an email with your link so you can share it on social media or download and keep it. Celebrities record videos as and when they can usually within two weeks. But if you want a video for a specific date and it does not look like it will arrive in time, you can cancel it and get an instant refund at the click of a button. There are hundreds of celebrities to choose from and many more joining every day. Search by category or genre, buy a gift voucher, get updates and offers, and encourage your favorite celebrities to join so they can connect with fans in a fun and unique way. Raise money for their charities and much more. So order your video now for yourself or for someone else. Celebrity video messages and another wrestling podcast team up. Be sure to head on over to slash awp. See Kurt Angle, Cody Rhodes, and the Hardy Boys live as Northeast Wrestling and the Hudson Valley Renegades present Wrestling Under the Stars at Dutchess Stadium in Wapachers Falls, New York, Saturday, August 27th. See Kurt Angle battle Cody Rhodes. Jeff Hardy takes on Japanese legend Jushin Liker, plus Matt Hardy, Jerry Lawler, Hornswoggle, The Now, and much more. Autograph session with all the stars before the matches. Tickets start at only $20 available now at northeastwrestling.com and the Dutchess Stadium box office. See the Hardy Boys, Kurt Angle, Cody Rhodes and more live at Touches Stadium on August 27th. Visit northeastwrestling.com for more info. All right. Now, what makes us a unique show, if you're a first-time listener, is that we're a topical show. We like to pick a different topic each week. So whether you listen to episode 1 or 118, you're going to hear... A different topic on each show. We're not going to just talk about what happened during the week on what show or Raw or SmackDown or or whatever you're watching. Uh, We try to come up with a unique topic. Now, on episode 44, uh, we. We did the show, hashtag, give divas a chance. Now, it's been quite a while since that show, or since we're on episode 118. uh, A lot of things have changed. Uh, Back then, we had divas. Now, they don't really call them divas, even though they're still total divas uh, uh, on E and whatnot. But, Jonathan, you know, uh, the divas have gone to women. Uh, Since since that show, you know, that whole divas revolution, it kind of got started a little bit. And then it just kind of went away. And then when more girls moved up from NXT, it kind of got back on track. And then at WrestleMania, you know, we got to see the debut of the women's championship uh, again. And gone are the days of the Divas championship. So we're out of a Divas revolution into a women's revolution, if you will. Uh, A lot of things have been happening for the women in wrestling. What do you have to say? Well, I think
2: that nothing... Happens overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. And I think that this hashtag give divas a chance thing that happened uh, was the spark to kind of ignite this whole divas revolution. A lot of people are taking credit for it. Uh, I think that even back, w- you know, like AJ Lee needs to be given some credit for this. You know, uh, she kind of started making things interesting again. Paige needs to be given some credit for this. Uh, you know, People grew tired of the same old stuff. There were there was an era when women used to wrestle, you know, back whenever Fabulous Moolah, Mae Young, Wendy Richter, all that, and then it stopped for a while and then it was brought back and we had, you know, Medusa and Alondra Blaze and all those people. Um and, and wrestling was good again. But then they went to this kind of diva situation where it was more like bikini matches, brawl and panty matches, pillow fights. Which don't get me wrong, uh it had its place, but you know, the rumbling started and people decided that they really wanted to see women's wrestling and see what women can do. And I also want to attribute it to a lot of the awesome women that are out there on the independent scene busting their butts every weekend, week in and week out, to make women's wrestling good. And, you know, Veda Scott, we've got Candace Lorray, there's so many amazing women that are out there right now um, that aren't getting the credit that they deserve that are also fueling this this divas revolution or this women's revolution. So uh, a lot has happened, and I feel like more people are talking about it and more people are watching it. It's not something to be ashamed of anymore. Um, these women are superb athletes, and it is just – it's – it's Time, you know what I mean. Like it's 2016, uh, the very first time that we've had a woman or a, a woman is the possible president. So uh, it makes total sense that women are back in the forefront in professional wrestling again.
1: No, it's definitely. It's you know it's been a long road back. Uh, like you said, you know they were stuck in that little rut for a while with the divas, and you know a lot of people. You know, I think they wanted more out of it because I, I understand that, you know, WWE had the divas and TNA had the knockouts and we couldn't just call them women, you know, so everybody wanted to brand them in their own ways. But, uh, you know, I think especially now with the, the, the kind of athletes these girls, women are, uh, you know, it, it, it's rightfully... You know, to be the women's championship, women's division. Um, I really just hope they get, they don't go back to anything called Divas. Um, you know, even like from Monday Night Raw. Look at that match that Sasha and Charlotte had. Uh, amazing. You know, I didn't watch that match and be like, oh, it's a, it's a women's match. Uh, you know, I was like, these two athletes were. You know, it was a main event, man. It was a main event on Raw. I thought. What a match, and it was like, you know, it's like, this is what these girls can do. I'm sorry, I keep going back and forth, girls, women, you know what I mean. Uh, look at what these women can do, you know. It's it's not just the guys out there. These girls are putting on better matches. I, I don't know, I, I can't stick with the girls and women. I'm sorry, I keep going back and forth, but these girls and women are doing, you know, things that some of the guys out there can't even do. Uh, it, it was one hell of a match, and that's the, the thing about it is that, if they give him the chance, if they give him that little bit of a spotlight, these are the kind of results you're going to get. And man, not one thing about that match was I like, oh, is it over yet? Or the old uh, the marks out there saying, oh, it's bathroom break. I'm going to miss this, you know. It used to be a joke. It used to be two to three-minute matches, squash matches, or just silly, stupid matches to where, okay, the you know, they, they got a chance to showcase uh, a few minutes, and that was it. Then they would leave. I should uh, look up the exact time of what this match was, but regardless, it was, you know, it was a pay-per-view quality match. I'm surprised that wasn't on Battleground, but, you know, it's, it's that of giving them the chance of giving them the spotlight is, is, is what they need. And that's what I think is making women's wrestling great again. Uh, And and it's just been an an uphill battle uh, to where, you know, they started from the bottom. Now they're on the top and I I just hope they keep moving forward uh, with full steam ahead. You know, it's been great. And they, I think they have a lot more to showcase. I think there's a lot more uh, women backstage that can still do, uh, just as much as these two that did on raw, if not more. Uh, and it's going to be interesting, needless to say, over the next few months and years to see what they actually do with the split roster, uh, in the WWE at least, but, you know, even ring of honor with the women of honor, uh, it's just great to see women showcased a lot more in pro wrestling today.
2: Well, and this kind of brings us up to what, what's happening now. And, uh, I want to thank Triple H kind of, and I'm assuming Vince and Stephanie and everybody for kind of loosening the reins a little bit on the way that business is done in professional wrestling. So before, you know, if you weren't contracted, then you couldn't come in. But this is allowing a lot of people like Deanna Perrazzo and, you know, we saw Britt Baker on Raw the other day going against Nia Jax. You know, we get to see these women who you wouldn't get to see unless you went to a local indie show now thrust into the spotlight. And it just, it's great business for everybody all around. And I think it's awesome, but you know, there's still things that could be done to change women's wrestling and to put it in the forefront. Uh, you know, we see this happening with ring of honor. They're creating the women of honor. Uh, Obviously we talked to Mandy about that as well, but um, the other day it was san diego comic-con and i think the best thing was how becky lynch put it you know she was asked about women's wrestling and she said that you know yes things are better but there's still room to grow and she's talking about how the women don't really have their storylines like the men do and that you know women go out there and they have random tag team matches like one week it's it's Paige and Becky going against Natalia and Charlotte, and then the next week it's maybe Charlotte and Becky versus you know there's no continuity really, and you need that uh and there are people out there that are ready for it, and you know, look how many people were super excited whenever Bailey and Sasha were fighting in nXt and when Paige was called up to the main roster there is a there is a definite need for women's wrestling and this void. To be filled this void probably since the time of I would say you know Trish Lita China some of those people it wasn't necessarily uh, looked upon the greatest and that's not taking anything away from you know your Tori Wilsons your Stacy Keeblers your Bella Twins like they are athletic and they were good but it was a different kind of thing it was more uh, just a filler and and not necessarily. Uh, to to fulfill a need for women's wrestling and I think we're there now I think that as long as people keep speaking up as long as people keep buying the women's merchandise just as long as you know they buy the men's stuff too that we're going to get into this where it's going to be like 10 years from now it's going to be silly that we ever were even talking about this it's just going to be you know women's wrestling and men's wrestling are going to be on the same level and and it's awesome I think it's just absolutely amazing uh, about a year ago, there was a match between Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae versus, I think, the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks taped uh, thumbtacks to their boots and super kicked Candice LeRae. And there's a famous photo of her just, you know, covered in blood. And it just goes to show you, you know, like women have come such a long way in this business. And it's, it's a really refreshing thing and it's awesome. And I think you can tell here that we are very pro women and in at another wrestling podcast
1: definitely now jonathan you know a lot of things have happened this year for women's wrestling uh like i said you know earlier you know getting rid of the name diva getting rid of the divas championship bringing back that women's championship uh but now like i said you know with this roster the brand split for at least wwe um you know you have a lot of girls on each side now, for guys wrestling, they have the United States Championship, the IC belt, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship, yada, 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 whatever. Uh, but now the women just have the Women's Championship. Do you think um, there should be another belt or something for the women to be chasing uh, that maybe we haven't seen in years? Uh, or something maybe that could be brought about that's new for the women? I don't know. Do you see anything... Else, at least in the WWE, that could be brought up uh, for the women to fight for? Listen,
2: I think that there is an opportunity, an amazing opportunity. Uh, and if you see this, you'll know that I am the one who came up with it, and that's fine. But uh, we talked to Christina Von Erie, and I had mentioned something along the lines. of what they're doing right now with the Cruiserweight Championship on the network is that they should go around finding all the best independent women's wrestlers of all time, bring them in, do a tournament with them, and then you know bring new, new blood into NXT, WWE Raw, and SmackDown. So I think that's one way to kind of keep it fresh and keep things going. Also, we've had the King of the Ring for years and years and years. I think it's about time that we do a Queen of the Ring and uh, with that being said, also, why haven't we seen our very first women's Money in the Bank ladder match? I think it's time. And I think that these are all things that we could have to help move wrestling, women's wrestling, in the right direction.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, on that, like I said, I love championships, man. If they could bring back twenty championships, and I'd be happy. I just love—I don't know—I I, love—I love belts. You know what I mean? Uh, but for women, you know, there's not too many choices. There's just the one women's championship, and like I said, they have that. Ho- they, have, they have a decent amount of uh, women on the roster to where I think even they could bring back an old championship that they really haven't had around in years and decades is the women's tag team championship. Maybe we could see some tag team matches. Uh, but once again, I want to split up a lot of these girls cause they got a lot of uh, good things going on their own, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. You can't really make a women's IC belt or something. I don't know what they could do, but I'm sure the sky's the limit since they have the universal championship now. So I think they could at least come up with something else for the women too, to fight for, but you know, I don't know. I think I love championships. I love to see these girls fight for something, you know, like I said, there's like 50 girls fighting for one belt. You know, maybe, maybe they could add something else out there for them. But I don't know. Uh, do you think there's anything else that's lacking today in women's wrestling, whether it be WWE, Ring of Honor, uh, Independence? I don't know. Is there something that's just still lacking with women?
2: Yeah, I just think that, like Becky had mentioned, I really believe that getting these women some amazing storylines. I mean. You saw the whole play out with the Wyatt family and the New Day and you've seen this stuff with Roman Reigns recently and Seth Rollins, even like Breeze Dongo, like you saw where they did this thing where they got burnt in the tanning bed or whatever. Like these as small and silly as these things seem, the women aren't getting this. It's usually women are backstage, somebody's getting their makeup put on, they're bickering back and forth, and that's that leads to like this huge feud. Like, why not have you know, somebody come up through the ranks and talk about like Sasha. Like, look at we've got like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn right now. How awesome would it be to when Bailey finally gets pulled up on the main roster that they do this whole thing about how the same thing basically. Bailey and Sasha promised that they would make it to WWE together, and what happens whenever Sasha came up first and maybe Sasha kind of turns her back. She doesn't call Becky as much. I mean, she doesn't call Bailey as much, and then they go back to the clip where you know, she's talking to her. She's Facetiming her after she won the belt and all this stuff, and it ends up being this great, like f- good friends, better enemies type of situation. Like this, th- I just did that off the top of my head. Like, there are a lot more talented writers out there. There are a lot more people with a lot more talent to to come up with this stuff than me. But that's what we need. We need the same attention. Put on
1: women's wrestling as the men now uh one last thing and i just thought about this too is that you know we've seen in other independent companies a lot of intergender matches and uh, even going back to years ago when china uh you know was the intercontinental champion uh is it possible to where we could see uh, the girls mixing it up with the guys soon i'm not i'm not and I know. Uh, I I could care honestly. I could care less if the women were fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. If it, I don't know, maybe that's decades from now. But do you think Vince McMahon will ever allow to have like maybe at least just a tag team intergender match where it's a guy and a girl versus a guy and a girl? Uh, I know they're. Not, I know you can't really legitimately have a match of like Brock Lesnar versus like Bailey obviously but you know what i mean to where maybe we they do intergender tag team matches or or something do you think that'll ever happen um at least in the main spotlight of the the land of the WWE
2: I think with the WWE, it's very tricky. They're a publicly traded company. They're rated TVPG. Um, and if you have that sort of thing where guys can hit girls and girls can hit guys, that it doesn't look great for, you know, uh, a, a company like that. I think the reason that the independents can, can do it is because there's less restrictions and, you know, people are more, Excited about these things that they can't always see on television, so I just don't think that it's in the cards for the w w e right now If they do, it's gonna be one of those things where it's like you know the uso uh the Usos and Naomi going against you know a tag team and you know emma yeah. or or whatever, and you know only the women can hit the women, only the men can hit the men and 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 that but uh I just don't think that. A lot of the people, you know, and if you look at a lot of the older people who have been in the business for a long time, they don't like it. And uh, you know, I'm not necessarily offended by it. I don't think that it's that big of a deal, but I can see it from both sides. And you know, we we've, we've gone to a lot of independent shows. We've seen it. Uh, I definitely think there's a place for it in professional wrestling. I just don't know that we'll ever see it in the WWE.
1: Yeah, it would have to be like one of those things that are like once in a while. It couldn't be. It couldn't happen. It couldn't be a weekly thing. It couldn't have like a championship out of it. It would have to be. Like, you know, once in a blue moon or once oh, once every other pay-per-view, there's, like, a match like that maybe or something. But, uh, yeah, I could see. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking ahead to where, like, okay, now when they give women a chance, you know, it went from a divas revolution to a women's revolution. Now will they f- be able to fight the guys on the same level or, or whatnot? But I guess if you realistically want to build a match, you can't really have, like, you know, like I said, Brock Lesnar versus Bailey. Bayley. You're, obviously, you know who's going to win, and then it's, uh, abuse like a guy beating up a girl and it's like yeah it's not going to be good for business but I don't know I'm just thinking thinking out there but if you're listening tell us what you think about the women's revolution please give us a call at 802-297-7672 that's 802 AWP 7672 give it a call any time of day leave us a voicemail and uh, the best calls will be played each week but if you haven't had it on if you haven't he- If you haven't checked out our mothership, please head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. You can find old episodes and links to every piece of social media landscape we live on, Jonathan. So anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, that's where we're at. And we ask people to call us, to email us, Facebook us, tweet us, whatever. Uh, This week, I'm going into the mailbag, and uh, Jordan DePala, I hope I didn't uh, butcher that, Jordan DePala, he emailed us. He says, I'm a huge women's wrestling fan and have been supporting it since I started watching wrestling. He loved the podcast with Molly Holly and Mickey James. Uh, He started watching wrestling when he was six years old, when his mom was flipping channels. And then there was Monday Night Raw. He said it was around 2003. It was Lita against Gail Kim with Molly Holly on commentary. He said this was the first wrestling match I ever saw. uh, And that's the big reason why women's wrestling, particularly in the WWE, has a special place to him. It was a women's match that got him hooked on wrestling. And now every week he has... Know what the women's division was up to, so Jonathan uh, Jordan is reaching out saying, you know, women's wrestling got him hooked into wrestling. So, what do you think about that, and uh, how uh, how that started out for him? Well, I first off want to thank him for sending
2: in that email, and that is just how easy it is, folks. You call us, if you tweet us, if you text us, whatever you do, uh, we want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. So. I think it's awesome that, you know, here here's a guy saying that he loves women's wrestling. Uh, you know, that may have been something that a couple of years ago you might have been a little bit of a shame to admit. But, you know, now with the way that it is, it's it's awesome and, and the steam is getting going again. Business is picking up, as JR would say. So uh, I think it's awesome. I also was a big fan of that era. Uh, sadly, we, you know, lost China. And she was a pioneer during that time. We had some amazing matches. And uh, I am, I'm looking forward to an era whenever we can look back and say, gosh, you remember in 2015, know, 2014, 2016, we had all those amazing women's wrestlers. And uh, will it ever be like that again?
3: Well, that's the show. We want to thank you all for listening today.
1: Every week, we do this show free of charge for you, the fans.
3: And if you're wondering how to repay us, we have just the
1: thing: subscribe to us on iTunes. Hey, and while you're there, be sure to rate us and give us a good review. If you're looking for more information about AWP, then head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com.
3: We are all over social media, and you can find us
1: on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you are an AWP super fan, you can also show your support by going. On over to Pro WrestlingTees.com slash another wrestling podcast and buying one of our official AWP shirts. We couldn't do this show without
3: you, so tune in next week for <sighs> another wrestling podcast.